0: Hello, everyone. This is Brian with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. I want to thank everyone for joining us again today. We very much appreciate it. I am here with uh, Marina once again. Hi, Marina.
1: Hi. We should probably... Just start to assume that I'll be
0: here. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I I won't introduce you then.
1: Okay, fine. I'm Marina and I'm usually here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, We are doing uh, the next installment of our Myths countdown. Countdown. So this is seven. I've got them labeled wrong online. I will change that though. He's
1: going to fix it. This is number seven.
0: This is number seven and it is whoever's out in front is the leader. Is the pack leader. Is the pack leader. Yes. And people think this, I think, in, in large part because of Caesar Milan because he's said that a number of times in, in his uh, first show, Dog Whisperer, over the years. Yes.
1: And a lot of people ask me when we do the claiming of the door, we get the dog to stay back um, before they walk out on leash, or we get the dog to stay right. back while their owner walks out, whatever it is. They ask me, so should I be the one to go first? Right. And I personally, lots of people do, have a storm door and three dogs. So I'm never first. I'm holding both doors. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm last, but I could call them all off by name and the others won't move. So I'm pretty sure I'm still the pack leader. Right. Even though I'm not the first one to go out the door.
0: Right. Okay. So that's a, that's a, a really good example of, uh, of how, how to practice claiming and how to, how to get dogs to understand that wherever you are in the, in the, um, in the in the pack, in the front, in the middle, in the back, you can still be in charge, or you can not be in charge. Right. Um, I think this. I, I think what Caesar had meant, and I could be wrong about this, uh, but I think what Caesar had meant is generally for most people, being out in front, it's easier to to be in charge, to have that that attitude of being in control. Um, and to demonstrate to the dogs in your pack that you are in control when you're out front yes, so I, I don't I don't think I don't believe that he meant it as a as a blanket statement even though he, he he said it. Like I said, I could be wrong about that. But so we're here to, you know, debunk this myth to say you can be in charge from anywhere in the in the pack and even if your pack is, you know, all out in the front yard like my three guys are in the in the morning when I let them out to go to the bathroom or several times a day, whatever, I can be in the front door and still be in charge of them even though I'm not even, you know, a part of the pack. Uh, proximity wise right,
1: I think it's definitely situational and it's definitely based on each handler um no
0: let, let me stop you there. What do you mean by situational? Explain to our listeners
1: um, if you're behind them like at the front door, and they're all out in the yard, yeah, you're not first or whatever um but if you're walking your dog on a leash and they are pulling you whatever direction you're not leading right. Um, I think it can definitely be easier if your dog is in a heel or following you to be in charge of what they do, what they see. So if you have a dog reactive dog and we're working on that, I'm in general going to say you need to be between your dog and that dog. But if you have a dog like Sailor who doesn't really care about other dogs, yeah, he can walk out in front of me on a retractable leash and, and for- walk just by stuff. Because that's what I taught him to do.
0: Right, right. And for for listeners who haven't haven't listened to our podcast before, Sailor is Marina's Chesapeake Bay Retriever.
1: But also, you should go listen to some more podcasts. Oh, absolutely. This is number seven. I mean, you got a whole bunch of other podcasts to listen to before this
0: one. Seven, counting down from ten in the myths list. Correct. Many more podcasts uh, uh, aside from that. Um, so the example that you gave when you're in between your dog or your dog's and a potential threat or something um, interesting, an object of interest is what I call it. Um, you're between, you You kind of phrased it like you're between two things, but you're at the front of your pack. So yes. So you, you are leading your pack. Yes. But you can still lead your pack by being behind. So you could have Sasha, you know, on or off leash. She could be out front of you and you could tell her. She could be between you and the and the other dog or the object of interest, and you could communicate to her. You could lead her. Don't do don't that. Don't approach that Yeah, dog. don't approach that dog. And, and we saw that yesterday when we were... Um, we know, came out of your garage. Yeah, and yeah came were... going down the driveway, and my next-door neighbor had her, her little dog out. And Sasha hadn't met that dog before. And Sasha
1: said, maybe it's friendly.
0: Right. Of course, Sasha wants everyone to be her friend, so she wanted to go approach to it. And she was on on the outside of you on your left between you and and the other dog correct so technically she was the one leading her pack in in you know this this argument sake um and you w- sorry she was between you and the pack so some people could say that she was that leading. one was leading but you showed her
1: I called her off of what she was about to do with right. voice.
0: Right, with with simple voice and, 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 and that re- comes
1: from the relationship with your dog.
0: Right. E- experience and, and you know, you being able to, to do that yourself, but also your relationship with, with her as well. So you reminded her you're not leading this pack right now. Right. Now, when um when you have multiple dogs with multiple different temperaments and, and excitement levels and thresholds it gets more complicated. It's a lot right? harder. Okay. You've watched me struggle with that. <laughs> well, we all will we at some point. But you you um, wanted to talk about uh, Oshi, Yes. A client, a, a duck tolling retriever.
1: I love those dogs. Brian thinks I'm crazy.
0: It, another chocolate dog in my book. So, it's
1: not yeah. even brown. It, it's it's it, it
0: falls in the same category.
1: Uh, for those of you who are about to go Google what a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever is, it is a very small golden retriever looking thing maybe a little cuter than a golden retriever don't buy one (laughs) don't you're not ready they are (laughs) they are
0: so much work they have a lot of energy they're very intense dogs they're very stubborn they make they make sailor look like he's calm
1: i was gonna say I, i bet you could argue that it would be harder to train than sailor a chesapeake bay retriever yeah which is known to also be a dog not everyone should own and a lot of people who do own them aren't in control of them and right. that's fine. Right. And they still them. they still love them. Of yes. course. Um and I'm sure the Chessies love them on their terms. <laughs> right.
0: right. Anyway, so so Oshi. So
1: Oshi. Um and Over- I think this is why Caesar Milan says this. I think he understands enough about human psychology to say people don't have always have situational awareness and it's hard to teach that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yes. So, that- because people don't always have situational awareness, and- which I always say is important if you want to off leash train your dog.
0: Right, and situational situational awareness is just being being aware of your surroundings, right. knowing you know that there are people coming uh, down the sidewalk and they're about to you know might be about to turn the corner and come towards you with their dog or there's a noise off in the trees off to your right as you're walking the dog that sounds like a squirrel or no that might sound like a deer or right. you know there's the sound of car tires coming from behind you and you can kind of guess how fast that car may be going whether it's slowing down speeding up as you're about to come to the crosswalk to cross the across the street so that's and, kind of you right. know, three things that come to mind in in regards to being situationally aware with your dog
1: and in the case of your dog you also have to know your dog so I know Sasha walks up to other dogs. I know she does not walk up to people in cars. Right. So when I see another dog, I'm suddenly more on top of Sasha. Right. Um, when her body language shows me she sees a squirrel, I'm more on top of her, even if I didn't see the squirrel first. Right. That's, I think, what Caesar is getting at. Most people will struggle with that. So the best thing you can do is just always be in front and right. your dog will be following. However, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I think that you want to build your relationship based on trust and respect. And that doesn't matter if you're in the back, if your dog is between you and the squirrel, between you and the car, whatever right. it is, you need to be able to call your dog off. It might start where you have to... Flip the leash around, get in front of your dog, and back them up. But eventually, you need to be able to call them off, and that's what Oshi's owner struggled with. They lived in a suburban area. They moved their Toller to Arlington, and their Toller doesn't trust their judgment very much, okay. and is terrified of most things in Arlington, like the screech of buses, the sirens from um, fire trucks, yeah, okay, things like that.
0: So, pretty reactive overall.
1: Pretty reactive overall. So they're not exercising her, which makes it worse for a toller. Right. Extremely high drive dog. Mm -hmm. Um, So her nervousness increases with lack of exercise. And I couldn't figure out exactly why she didn't trust her people's judgment until I saw how passive they were when we walked out of their apartment just into the hallway Uh, of their apartment building. Okay. There was traffic in the hallway. I had Sasha and I, to be polite, first of all, got between the people and Sasha so that she wouldn't lean in and sniff somebody that might not,
0: or yeah, make them, make them, uncomfortable yeah make them nervous. feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. But Oshi was right out in front of her people leash tight mm-hmm. because her person was tense on the leash and she would see these things coming at her. And I just watched her nervousness get worse. Her eyes get bigger. And then her cheeks puff up because she was going to decide what she needed to do about yeah. it. While her owner is, Tight on the leash, but being passive as far as not instruction. Giving, not giving instruction, she, right. she wasn't saying anything to her dog, e- even in the wrong way, speaking in full sentences. She yeah. was just like, uh, eh, whatever. And I went, whoa, you want to take her right outside where there's going to be trucks. There's going to be, you know, fire trucks and things. And you don't even have this working here. Yeah. When she's fine with people and fine with dogs passing by. Except for the fact that she is going to deal with all of these things. Right. She has not learned from you. I should ignore these things and just be on my business. Right. So that's where leadership comes in. And these people right now need to be in front of her and showing her, I have control of this situation. You have nothing to worry about be- because otherwise gonna, she has a fear response.
0: It's going to be easier for them to properly communicate to her. We have this under control yes. by, by them being out in front where with enough practice and... Not not only with uh, just by themselves, but also with their dog or with other dogs. With enough practice and experience, they can get to the point, hopefully, where right. where you know we try to teach people is you can be in charge of your dogs from from wherever. Right. Okay. All right.
1: So that was Oshi, and again, I think it comes back to you need that situational awareness. Yeah. So let's think of the leash as more of a safety net. Right. Than it is. Rather than the only tool that you have. Exactly. Um, If you have that safety net on, you can release your safety a little bit with a flexi leader by being off leash or what have you when you're in control. Right. And that means in control of the environment as much as you are in control of your dog. So... Can I control that other dogs are going to be walking down the street? No, but I can notice it before my dog and remind my dog we don't do this.
0: Right, and, and with enough practice, while you're communicating to your dog or in between, you know, communications with your dog, you can be communicating to the other dogs or to the other owner, you know, through energy, through body language, that you will not accept them being in close proximity to you and your pack with high energy. So, the, right. you know, the, to a certain extent, you can control – the the environment right you know obviously you can't you can't control uh an inanimate object a i was going to say a car but you could you could communicate to the driver hey you know you're coming too close to the sidewalk veer off or so so there is some something there but but you couldn't control a fire hydrant that your dog is walking into because he's walking towards it but looking looking the other way you couldn't control that so you have right. to control the dog but there is some there's more control that we can have out there than I think a lot of people think. But again, right. that comes down to situational awareness and being able to, you know, to, to read the other dog, read the other person from a distance, say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get through to them in this moment. So we'll just veer off to the, to the side here. But right. we're, but we're the main thing here is like you said, being aware, being in, in charge of our dogs, leading our dogs, and then um, communicating to them what we want them to do in that moment proactively rather than the dog does something. Oh, sorry. I was, you know, I was in a daze there and now I have to respond to my dog doing something.
1: Right. Okay. And we've talked about this so many times in the quality time with your dog podcast and um, the leash does not equal control podcast. Um, But I just wanted to apply it to this. So the answer is you do not need to walk in front to be the leader you need to be in control right. to be the leader. If being in front helps you with that, great. But you can remove some of those training wheels the more your dog trusts you. And I think that's the biggest thing with this case study, Oshi. She does not have trust for the people that she walks through life with. Ah, okay. And that is why she has fear.
0: Ah, all right. Do you remember how long they've had her?
1: They bought her at nine weeks.
0: Okay, so they've had her. She's had a year her. and a half. Okay, so they've had her. Had her enough time. What and you... they're just
1: passive. They're passive people. Okay. But they're not putting out enough instruction for a duck hunting dog.
0: Right. Yes. Who needs a, who needs a lot of instruction? Both Both hands on the wheel type of dog. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: It, you know, if you think about what a duck hunting dog is supposed to do, they respond to movement. And a toller specifically responds to it very quickly. Yeah. She's surrounded by movement in Arlington.
0: And she's... And she
1: does not know how to respond. Right. Or if and she's no supposed one's telling to. telling her. Yeah. Yeah, if she's supposed to, how to. And um, when it comes to a lot of the fears she has out on the street, she's running away. But then when she sees something she does want to go towards, she runs towards. There's no balance to where she checks in with people
0: uh, okay. right now.
1: Um, hoping to improve that and certainly preaching everything that we are right now to, right. to those owners. And they, they seem to get it and... Are going to put the work in for sure, so definitely not harping on them, but that's where this behavior comes from, and it's important for them as well as others to understand that.
0: Right. Okay. So, are there are there any any tips or any piece of advice that you want to give our listeners here on how they can start to work on leadership with their with their dog, um, you know, either on leash or, or off leash? That you want to that you want to give out?
1: Yeah, I would say being being in the moment with your dog is the most important thing. What I said specifically to Oshi's people is you need to be giving her instruction right so she's walking through life not really knowing what to do and no one's telling her and I said this is one of the few times I'm going to say to talk more you need to be giving her instruction we're and that's sometimes it's commands mm-hmm. but sometimes it needs to be no right. not that yeah <laughs> oh, however you want to phrase it not that not now no
0: or yeah sim- simply don't don't right and you can communicate that to your dog through energy through body language through sound or or even through touch
1: and so many people kind of default to I'll give a command to tell them to do something else right um so your dog's pulling oh she come or oh she let's go or or distract him with treats stop the current process right so uh, oh she's pulling towards something hey quick sharp sound Snapping you get eye contact it. i just right. got eye contact from red right and that was pretty quiet. Hey, Oshi, come. Now she's ready to receive your instruction. Right. First you have to say don't. And, and, and that was the biggest thing for them.
0: Okay. Be, because they're kind of soft and, and passive people then. Is, yes. Okay.
1: And I think that they see her fear and they feel bad about it. But that's not going to help her not be... F-
0: afraid right and feeling bad you know the, the, all the, these these emotions whether positive or negative but feeling bad you know when you get a dog or, or you know uh, see a dog in a shelter or bring them home whatever feeling bad is absolutely the opposite of leadership I mean it right. just it just puts you at the at the bottom of the pack with all this emotion um, so that's that's something that that we we definitely try to work a lot with our clients to 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 get them to to recognize and then overcome and say can't put emotions into it because right. you can't lead with them with emotions here
1: yeah and of course we're going to feel bad for our dog that's afraid of things i felt bad for oshi but you take that energy and you put it into changing it instead of uh oh she doesn't have to do that because it makes her nervous right. it's nope Oshi is not going to be afraid of things anymore. Let's go, Oshi.
0: Yeah, yeah. In, in in a sense, you kind of compartmentalize the the emotion, the feeling bad, mm-hmm. but then go into you know almost autopilot of this is the job that I need to do in order to make this change so that the dog doesn't have this reaction. Therefore, I don't feel bad. So you kind of right. you kind of check all the boxes by by just doing that one thing.
1: And your dog thanks you for it because yeah. they realize there's nothing to fear, and, yeah. and you can't. You know i understand you can't explain it to them and that's the hard part but you can change their behavior right you can exactly. change their pattern you can disassociate uh tire squealing with a fear response right um so that's what i would recommend
0: okay and my uh my main piece of advice and this is something we talk to all of our clients about and something we work with nearly every client about when we're in their homes is claiming the door you know the simple act of of teaching your dog that just because the door is open doesn't mean you get to race outside or even walk outside. You know, mm-hmm. the door can be open. It's still my space in, you know, in between that open, that open door, that door frame there. And if you can, if you can start to teach your dogs again in a non-emotional way to understand that when you turn on your dominance, when you turn on your control, when you are leading them with clear uh, communication in, in dog terms, Right. Know, mostly energy and body language, not a whole bunch of English sentences to the dog. Um, when you start to start to do that, they'll develop this pattern of behavior of, of listening to you, of looking to you first, like, okay, are you communicating something to me about this open door or not? Because if not, then I might be able to go out. But if you are communicating something to me, I better check with you first and realize, oh, you are inviting me out. Okay, I should go right. out. Or you're definitely not inviting me out. I'm not supposed to go out doesn't matter that the door is open. I'm going to stay put here. And, and the reason this is so important is because claiming is, it's pretty ubiquitous in a, in a dog's, in a dog's life, you know, probably, I don't know, 95, 98% of their lives are, are about claiming. Um, and so if we can do, you know, this simple, but important exercise with our dogs inside where there are very few distractions, once we step outside, we've got that, you know, that first building block of, okay, I have, a psychological tether with my dog. I've got some control of my dog because we've worked on this one thing. So if you skip the door exercise every time and, you know, y'all just go out because you're in a hurry, it's taken too long, you know, just yeah. thank God we got the leashes on. Let's go. And I draw, I can't go, do all the, you know, all of that nonsense yeah. and just race out the door. That's how you're going to start your walk. And that's what,
1: how the rest of your walk will go. Yeah. You don't, you don't fix it in the middle. You fix it at it's, the beginning. It's a lot
0: harder to fix in the middle. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I think the last thing I would add is in your relationship with your dog, you are the leader if you are the one that sets the expectation for behavior.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it.
1: And so you always cite that as calm, which we do in human society as well. We all start as this excited, loud, impulsive version of ourselves and we're expected to mature and learn to be quiet and read the room, read the situation. And get excited when it's appropriate. Right. But throughout your childhood, I'm sure you can think of several instances, all of us could. Yeah. Of when we got excited, when it was inappropriate, right. and we were discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we become adults. That's how our dogs mature as well. Right. Um, so in your relationship with your dog, if you are the one that sets the expectation for behavior, you are the leader. If your dog sets the expectation, mm-hmm. you are the follower. So going back to Oshi. They decide to take Oshi on a walk. Oshi will only walk a certain direction. Oshi will not start the walk. She needs to be picked up and placed in a certain place. Oh, wow. And then, um, what was the other thing? Oh, she only goes at 9 p.m. So four decisions were made and three were by the dog. Yeah.
0: No longer. Right.
1: <laughs> because the poor girl needs to walk. yeah yeah
0: yeah, absolutely well cool this is a neat topic i hope um we can come back to oshi in a couple of weeks or months or whenever we uh yeah and reach out to them again and and or hear from them again and and hear that there's some some really good progress being being made and you know maybe we'll do a a group appointment with them at some point
1: yeah that'd be good she needs to meet sailor she met sasha she needs to know sailor
0: yeah yeah okay very good well um this is a cool topic. I'm glad we uh, we got the numbering straight, at least in my head. This is <laughs> Countdown number seven. So I will I will work those properly on the uh, on the bus route website, the the listing of all of these. Um, so if you want to uh, tell our tell our readers the stuff that I always get jumbled and
1: oh yes, don't forget to um, like, comment, and subscribe. Please leave us a five star review. Follow me at Marina for Good Dog Workshop on Instagram and Facebook. Working on some more stuff on the regular old Good Dog Workshop Facebook, so make sure you catch us there. And then if you have any questions or want to be featured on this podcast, Please call seven zero three four eight nine one three one nine. You'll get Brian, and we can answer all of your questions and maybe air those on these podcasts.
0: Yeah, we would we would love to hear from any of our listeners on on any topic relating to uh, to dogs. That would be fantastic. Now, did you want to give a bit of a, um, a a tease or a plug to a new program that you're setting up for a good dog workshop?
1: I, I'm starting to set up um, socialization walks. I haven't figured out what we're calling it. I just call it the Good Dog Pack. Okay. Um, So we go on pack walks with dogs that need more socialization with other dogs. Maybe some people who don't have a system of friends or family with dogs that they can socialize with. And, of course, I'll be there guiding everybody through getting their dogs to be calm on. I think we're going to start with three-mile walk, which is one of my favorites to do. And at the end of this three-mile walk is actually a small dog park. So I want to be able to show people, hey, if we walk as a pack, then your dogs get to play as a pack. And you will see...
0: How easy that, it is that they
1: develop positive relationships through that. Through the so, walk. to help, um, one dogs to not have socialization issues, owners to be able to handle their dogs on leash, and more importantly, for everyone to coexist harmoniously.
0: Excellent. Cool. Well, I look forward to that. So, yeah, it'll be good. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again. We appreciate it, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye bye.